she holds this powerful position and she's sick of it. She don't want to do it no more. <laughs> <laughs> and she mad. <laughs> my she uh, my says, why y'all do this to me? I wanted to just stay at home and just have these babies and y'all want to be out here. Doing now I got to go out here. Now y'all done raised the boy. Now I got to go out here and I got to work. And now they want to make me a manager. <laughs> it's all your fault. <laughs> Did she say she was married? She didn't. Because what I find funny, I always tell She holds this powerful position and she's sick of it. She don't want to do it no more. <laughs> and she mad. My, she uh, she says, Why y'all do this to me? I wanted to just stay at home and just have these babies. And y'all want to be out here. Doing now I got to go out here. Now y'all done raised the boy. Now I got to go out here and I got to work. And now they want to make me a manager. <laughs> it's all your fault. <laughs> Did she say she was married? She didn't. Because what I find funny, I always tell She holds this powerful position and she's sick of it. She don't want to do it no more. <laughs> and she mad. 
My, uh, said, why y'all do this to me? I wanted to just stay at home and just have these babies, and y'all want to be out here. Doing now I gotta go out here. Now y'all done raised the boy. Now I gotta go out here. I gotta work. She holds this powerful position and she's sick of it. She don't want to do it no more. <laughs> and she mad. My, she uh, why y'all do this to me? I wanted to just stay at home and just have these babies. And y'all want to be out here. Doing now I got to go out here. Now y'all done raised the boy. Now I got to go out here and I got to work. And now they want to make me a manager. <laughs> it's all your fault. <laughs> Did she say she was married? She didn't. Because what I find funny, I always tell She holds this powerful position and she's sick of it. She don't want to do it no more. <laughs> and she mad. My, she uh, she said, why y'all do this to me? I wanted to just stay at home and just have these babies. And y'all want to be out here doing Now I got to go out here. Now y'all done raised the boy. Now I got to go out here and I got to work. And now they want to make me a manager. <laughs> it's all your fault. <laughs> Did she say she was married? She didn't. Because what I find funny, I always tell We are back. It is Monday. It's natural and naked. This is Nicole. It's Capri. 
And we are here with our hot topics, as usual, because, you know, it's always something going on in the world, something worth talking about and elaborating on. All right. Before we get started, we got to do our announcements for brunch. <laughs> this the, is the church secretary. The book bag thing. Okay, yeah. So there's a lot going on <laughs> that we um, would love your support and it's all about giving back to the community um and to enjoying each other's company when it comes to our annual ladies event that we end up having every year um but the first thing that we wanted to address is the back to school fill a book bag drive we are um trying to donate at least two book bags um to to two children doesn't matter the circumstances. Parents, if you want to save money, you want your kid to be, you know, in the raffle drawing, put their names in. Um, simply just follow the instructions on the flyer, which we will continually post up until, you know, the beginning of the school year. Um, the drawing will be when? At least the um, a week before? A few days before? I think before. Said August the 15th for the, for the, to see who won. Yeah, because a lot of people go back to school like that following week or so. So, yeah, August the 15th. Okay, and I know that depending on if you are like a kindergartner or a first grader, sixth grader, ninth grader, you go back That's that it. following week for like a re-entry mm -hmm. or for like a, a pre-entry into the school. Right. Um, so that's the first thing. The raffle, the raffle drawing will be on August the 15th. We are selecting two children um, to give a book back to take the stresses away from a parent. We know that everybody's been going through something. So this is just a small token um, that we felt like we could do. Oh, excuse me. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing that we have brunch. coming up is the um, the Noir Brunch. <laughs> Noir. It's noir. I know it's, but oh. it's all black. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, <laughs> we are doing our annual late annual ladies event a little different this year. Um, we're going to have our sexy and black brunch at Black Swan. Um, ticket information is on our page. The link to Eventbrite is there. Um, we have a limited amount of seats available. So if you and a girlfriend want to come, please follow that link. You will have all of your information there. And of course, if you have any questions, please feel free to DM us on our Naturally Naked page. Or I'm not even going to say that because you should be following Naturally Naked mm -hmm. in addition to <laughs> our personal pages. Mm -hmm. um, and the brunch day is, when is that? September the 18th. September the 18th. Yes. Um, and we will have special prizes or not special prizes. We will have, um, you know, your swag bag for you. There's a lot to look forward to. Great food, great conversation and great company. So make sure you're there. All righty. I think that's it, right? It's, yeah. We ain't set nothing else up. So, okay. Mm -mm. All right. So let's get. Let's get started. into oh, it. Wait, hold on. We got to remind people to follow us um, on our podcast pages. Platforms. <laughs> platforms. Um, 
Apple, Apple and Spotify. Yes. And y'all hit us up on our on our um on our I see on our YouTube page. Um oh, yeah. it uploads there too, doesn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. but we'll we'll be able to go live once we get, I believe it's a hundred likes. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, so we can go live from there as well. If one platform just happens to be down or you know, whatever the case may be, we just have we have backups for backups for backups. So make sure y'all are following us there because we'll be putting some of our content on that as well. Yep. So. Okay. All right. So let's get started. I think we got to remember that we're on those platforms now. Because yeah. This is live. So. And what we've we been, upload is, is, is that's, that's it. That's it. You can't. And, you know, we've been it. doing it this way. While this is a different um, platform, but we've been doing it this way for a long time. Uh, yeah, a long time. So this is just what we're used to. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, let's get started. So what we did was this time we posted some of the things we wanted to talk about online, so that you guys could see um, what we want to talk about ahead of time and get your opinion. So I guess we can look at the one that people responded to the most, which I think was this lady so here we go and he don't want his woman doing certain things or dressing certain ways and every time we go out and dressing really overly sexy we're putting our man's life in danger mm. because if somebody say to us out of order say something to us out of order or wrong then his manhood say he got to step up and defend us over nothing over some foolishness and if you got a man and you satisfied and happy with him, then why are you going out trying to entice new men? <clears throat> and Make- the more clothes, the more clothes a woman take off, the more desperate she is. That don't mean she bold and brave and want to get with somebody. That means she's desperate. And that's a cry. Please give me some attention. Please look at me. Say something. Do something. That's what that is. And that's the condition of many of us. That's not anything that's an insult. We're talking <clears throat> reality. We have got to deal with the reality of our lives so that we can make corrections. But making up all of this stuff, and then he don't want his woman doing certain things or dressing certain ways. And every time we go out and dressing really overly sexy, we're putting. And he don't want his woman doing certain things or dressing certain ways. And every time we go out. All right. So the com- some people comment on this. One person said that it makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> and someone else said facts. So let's talk about that. And I'm actually going to go live real quick from our page. Um, or I'll try to go live from my page. Just so we can see what's up. If anyone else gives any um, input on these topics. But um. And you know how I am about wearing what you want to wear. There's so much that we go through as women. I might be taking this somewhere that doesn't need to go. But there's so much that that we um so much that we go through as women. So like if I want to wear something, of course, if my husband is okay with it, I'm gonna wear it. So I feel like at the end of the day. And I guess it's because I'm married. This might be a different a different perspective. But if he's okay with what I'm going on and we're going out, out together, 
there's nobody attention that I'm trying to get or anything like that. I like how I look at certain things. I, you know, you, you built that confidence to wear what you want to wear. You don't know what you've been through. So you just want to be pretty, wear what you want to wear. Ain't nobody worrying about what grandma's saying. I'm about to play devil's advocate. Because I'm one, I'm with you on what did you laugh at? <laughs> I thought he was on the little thing. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, um, I'm all for a woman feeling comfortable in her skin as well. Um, but we are all different. Mm-hmm. And what we choose to wear may not be appeasing to someone else. But on the flip side, Uh I do feel like because there is a lack of focus on putting boundaries on men Mm -hmm. versus the boundaries that are being placed on women. Right. That's what I'm saying. I do feel like (laughs) there is an onus that should be or there is a responsibility that should be placed on a man as well, because instead of feeling like, damn, Come in, ma. Like you got fat ass or whatever the case may be, because you have on something revealing. Why can't the narrative change or the approach change to wear that shit, girl? Right. You look or nice. You look nice. Yeah, it doesn't have to be an aggressive approach, right? right? But I do feel like because there hasn't been, you know, responsibility placed on the man to teach them boundaries, to teach them to respect. And I'm talking about a small group of men because the men that we surround ourselves with don't act like how I am describing. Right. Um, I do feel like there is a small group of men who take it upon themselves to become disrespectful, to become aggressive, to blame a woman for the um, for the negative attention that she may get because of what she chooses to wear. Mm-hmm. Now, for you and I, we may dress a little revealing, but it's not tits out, ass out, stomach out, you right. know, everything at one time. And right. I think that's where the discomfort comes from. But we're in a society where no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter what you wear, it's always going to offend someone else. Yeah. Always. All the time. But yeah, I just think, I get what she's saying, but you gotta have that conversation with your person before you leave the house too. Like, even if it is something where you're going out and you're wearing whatever you want to wear and all that other stuff, um, like have that conversation before you before you leave, or you know, or the men. A lot of men don't want to tell their person or their significant other that you know, like, hey, um, what, what you, you have on is a little revealing. <laughs> they don't want; they're uncomfortable with making that comment. Okay, so let's flip this because you were present at a time where I tried to have a conversation with someone. In reference to what they had on, remember at a at, it was at a dinner <laughs> last year. Okay, at on the waterfront in Georgetown for someone's birthday. Okay, do you? Yes. Uh, am I jogging your memory? No, I remember. <laughs> I, remember. <laughs> I wasn't rude with my approach. I wasn't derogatory with my approach, mm-hmm. but. For me, and what I like to present to the world is not, it's not over-sexualizing myself. Right. And my friends 
I'm trying to figure out how to say that oh, part. Oh, oh, oh. what you say? My, fr <laughs> my friends don't do that either. My friends don't over-sexualize themselves. Yeah, we have a cal but we don't over-sexualize ourselves. But I think a lot of us, we, we hang around, not hang around, but we are around a group of women who are very attractive. And it don't matter what they, what we, some of us put on, we just, you like that, you that, you, you just that look, good. They, we have, we have females in our group, can put on sweatpants and a t-shirt and put their hand about it and still look like, oh, she looks really good. So I get what you're saying. Yes, but people don't like it. And then even down to that person that you're talking about, like, let's just say that's just what she loves about herself. That's what she wants to wear. She what she wants to wear. I have I know somebody that I worked with, and of course my job doesn't have a dress code. However, you're told to dress for your next um, position. So this female dressed so like overly sexual, like at work, anything that she wore. Like somebody had something to say about, and I never judged her. You know, I just, you know, it. I, that's what she wanted to wear. That's what she's wearing. Now she did one day ask me, did I think that her outfit was too revealing? <laughs> well, if you gotta ask that question and, and you're at work, okay, well, because she kept getting so much, so much, like just people just saying stuff to her. So I told her the truth. I was like, well, at work, that's not something that I would pick out to wear. Like you know. And I, 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 I spun it to say, like, in your next position, would this be something that you would wear, be comfortable wearing to work? I mean, in that position, you know, or how do you want people to see you at work as far as a manager or something like that? Like, what's, 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 what are you trying to do? And I spun it that way. And she was like, well, yeah, you're right. If I go for this kind of position, I wouldn't want to dress this way. I said, so just, you know, switch it up a little bit, cover up a little bit more. And what, was it that, fine. what was it that she was? Was it cleavage or did she cleavage? Just... Some things were really tight, um, and you know, some things was moving that that shouldn't, shouldn't be moving at work. But <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But I just think that yes, I do think that some things can be inappropriate, depending on where you are. Depending on where you are. However, I can't tell everybody how to dress. I gotta worry about. You and yours. Me and mine and with my significant other, his opinion. And that's it. And of course, these young women that we are raising. And my friends, too. Because you know when I was looking crazy, I'm going to be like, girl, what are you wearing? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, we said that. <laughs> All right. So the other one, this one is Lil' Karen. All right, here we go. Little Karen's be like. Little Karen's be like. Yeah, so one, both children. <laughs> one comment said, um, 
they have a major issue problem with the parents. And yeah, that that stems from the parent. What do you why, why are you allowing your child to act this way? I'm pretty sure that parent was close and was watching everything that that child was doing. And as soon as you put your hands on my child, I'm gonna grab you. Just like what well, we went. This is just an example. We went swimming. It was a little Karen, and she was being mean to Layla and Raven. And you know, I watched her for a while, and I was like, okay. I was like, if she touches one of them, or you know, says something else, I'm gonna say something. So she touched up. She no, she said something mean to them again, and so <laughs> I went up to her and I was like, where's your parent? Where's your you know who are you with? And she rolled her eyes and walked away. Right. And I said, so when I made seen, you want to grab a bind yeah, and did, pull, snatch I, it back. Yes, but I did. <laughs> so when I seen her grandparent, because she was with her grandparent, you know, I said she's been messing with them for the majority of the time she's been here. I was like, we asked her to stop, but she won't stop. So she says something to her little girl, walks away. So the little girl walks by me, because at this point I'm standing by the pool to make sure that, you know, everything goes by. She walks past me. And she's getting out of the pool. And she says, like, you're not the boss of me. I said, little girl, if you don't get your little, get your little ass. <laughs> so at that point, I lost it because I was just like, now she's just being disrespectful. But she was being mean to like everybody at the pool. And it was just a little girl, like the same age as the clip we just watched. And I was just like, why are you letting her behave like this? But then when they left, mind you, we were at the pool all day. So we had two tables. And it was a bunch of empty tables around us. When these two, when the grandmother and the grandchild left, the people that own the pool area came over to us and was like, um, someone just told us that you all like bullied them from their seating area. And we were like, what? We've been sitting here all day. And they were like, well, we don't know. But they just came over and said that you guys just like made them get up from where they were sitting. Oh, my God. We're adults, grown women with children. I was like, do you really think? So, of course, if you walk over to a table with a whole bunch of black women saying that little white boy is going to go down. So he got an earful. I bet he did. Yeah. And From I, all of y'all. Yeah. I, well, I couldn't even get two words in because the other table went in on him. Like went in on him. And, you know, I was just like, I think for the, for the little girl, that shows us what she's around. That's a, clearly racism. That video, racism. Like, like I feel like it is. Like it's being taught. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, there are spectators in the video gasping and, and just disbelief. Not saying anything. Had I been the, the mother or, or someone associated with the little black girl, whatever her name is, you better hit her. <laughs> you better knock her head off. <laughs> you better grab that pom-pom and ring her little neck. <laughs> <laughs> because if you don't check now, granted, you never want to put your hands on somebody's child whom you don't know, right? That's not the dynamic. That's not the dynamic. Now you I'm know say you want to play it again. You know See, that had hit my daughter's eyelash. Um, listen, <laughs> you know had if we were out and we didn't see something transpiring, and someone else approached Layla and yoked her up for doing something to their child. Yeah, that's it. we would have an, a, a bigger issue to deal with. So, you know, we never really want to put our hands on somebody else's child whom we don't know. But what we're not going to do is allow that behavior to continue. We yeah. will say something. And 
if then the assault transfers to the adults handling the situation, mm -hmm. then so be it. Because both you and your daughter are about to get checked. Yeah. You, you cannot, you will not do this to my child and you will not feel comfortable to do this to somebody else's child. Yeah. You okay. better be afraid of me. <laughs> be afraid of the next one you see. But we, when you said the little Karen, this reminded me of something that I saw today. Uh, and I'm going to read this. So the post that said, yes, the K word is stronger than the N word, at least currently. Misogyny and patriarchy has been around longer than slavery. Just don't use either, okay? So then another part of the post says, dear millennials, stop saying Karen. Karen is a sexist and racist term equivalent to the N word for white women. Calling a, calling a woman caring is an attempt to get rid of, of women's rights to stand up for themselves. Wait, what? <laughs> Karen is a racist derogatory term for white women. I can see uh, a white woman, a Caucasian woman, I, I'll say that. A Caucasian. Be <laughs> I can see one feeling away about that. If well, be, I could see that, and I could see it if and but I know what you're about to say, but I feel I can see a Caucasian woman feeling away, but I can also see a Caucasian woman who does not feel like she's a Karen. So stereotype shows shows Karenistic weight. Karenistic. <laughs> Yo, we got a new word. It's no, we don't. <laughs> Karen is thick. How you spell it? <laughs> Karen is thick. <laughs> Karen is thick. See if it's on the Urban Dictionary. You know they're coming out with an Urban Dictionary in 2024. See if it's on there. <laughs> Karen is thick. Some women, I'm sure, Caucasian women, I'm sure, feel as though they do not show Karen is traits. <laughs> Well, if that's the case, all black women are not mad and angry with attitude problems. Exactly. But we have that stereotype. We do. Until proven otherwise. Exactly. Majority of what we see in society stands true when it comes to someone being described as a Karen. And where did Karen even come from? It came from all this stuff I know, happening. but who? Who? Who the, the term? Was it a Karen that did it, though? Oh, Whatever so the, it was. The, <laughs> Whatever it was that happened wasn't a Karen that did it. <laughs> if it was a Karen that did it, Karen is, yeah, keep going. <laughs> Karenism. Karenism is in the Urban Dictionary. I like Karenistic. It's the plant. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Read it. Um. So Karenism, <laughs> named after Philippine. Broadcast journalist Karen Davila, who has more than once during interviews famously issued foolish statements and questions, therefore flooding social media with funny memes. Samples of Karenism. Is the planned subway going to be below or above ground? Referring to Prince William and Princess Kate, the Duchess and the Dutch and Duchess of Cambridge. You are the splitting image of your father. No, nope. I like Karenistic better. 
And I'm going to submit it to Urban Dictionary. I'm about to put a word in there. Jesus, dude, don't be such a Karen. Make that's Karenism. Judging someone for having the same Karen using their name against them. I'm going to do it. Oh, here it is. What is that? Karenistic? A Karenistic. Oh, no. A fake disorder dedicated, directed to entitled men and women by numerous Redditors. Oh, so that's where it came from? The main symptoms of Karenism are rampant entitlement and anti-vaccine beliefs. Your computer doesn't have a virus. The only virus here are your rampant Karenism and the deadly pathogen carried by your unvaccinated and probably very ugly children. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, just so everyone knows, I am going to submit Karenistic trait to the Urban Dictionary. So what's it called when a white man is acting like that? Is it called Karen? Or is it called being a Tom? Or whatever. Is it called something else? I don't know, but what is a white man? What's a white man that can be associated as a Karen? Yes. I don't know. Okay, so here... so intrigued by it? Here's one. Karenism is a social act of men and or women whose logical thinking is usually viewed as insane or illogical due to the short-mindedness of specific human beings who are seen as hypocrisies and outcasts of modern-day society. Karenism can be directly tied to many traits common in people labeled as Karen or Chad. It's there being a Chad. But I don't like like Chad. I don't like Chad either. Um... Those traits being racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, zelotism. What is that? I don't know. That listen. I'm about I'm a Karenist. You ain't gonna find it. You are not going to find it. Because the word Karenitis. Nope. Karen. That looks about it. There it is, guys. We got a new word. No Karen. Karenistic. All right, so let's 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 do this one because I I feel it for him. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you apologize to Chris in your acceptance speech? Um, I was fogged out by that point. It's, 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 it's all fuzzy. I've reached out to Chris um, and the, mes- the message that came back is that uh, he's not ready to talk. And when he is, he will reach out. Um, so I will, I will say to you, um, Chris, I apologize to you. Uh, my behavior was unacceptable and I'm here whenever you're ready to talk. Um, I, I want to apologize to Chris's mother. I saw an interview that Chris's mother did and you know that was one of the things about that moment. I just didn't realize and you know I wasn't thinking but how many people got hurt in that moment.
So I want to uh, apologize to Chris's mother. I want to apologize to uh, Chris's family, uh, specifically Tony Rock. You know, we had a great relationship. You know, Tony Rock was my man. Um, and uh, this, this, is, this is probably irreparable. Um, I spent the last three months um, replaying and understanding the nuances and, and the complexities of what happened in, in that moment. Um, and I'm not going to try to unpack all of that right now, but I can say to all of you, there is no part of me that thinks that was the right way to behave in that moment. It's a, like Capri said, now the video is like five minutes long. If you guys haven't looked at it or haven't had a chance to see it, we did post it in our story so you can see majority of it, but not all of it. Um, I like Will Smith. I'm a Will Smith fan. So. Do you like Chris Rock? Chris Rock hasn't always been my fav favorite, but. Um, at some things he's done, you know, they're cool. Person-wise. Person-wise, yeah, Will Smith. I like all his movies, except for I didn't watch Gemini. However, stupid. I do, <laughs> I do feel like he's human. We have no idea what he's he was going through. Yeah, we do. Uh, no, <laughs> we see a lot of stuff, but I don't think that we have a clear idea or understanding of what he's going what he's going through day to day yeah however his actions we all know were not okay there's ways to get it out there's ways to express it however he's human and unfortunately we have these human moments where we lose control and mentally mental health is a real thing and mentally we cannot unpack that mental part of us that we are not ready to really deal with. And I don't think that he was really dealing with everything that he has going on. So with that being said, like, I hope that whatever it is that he's going through, that he gets through it. If he feels though he needs to get help, I hope that he gets the help that he needs. And I just hope that, I don't want to say people have, people give him grace. I don't want to say that because everyone has their opinions on how that experience went. But I just want us to remember that we're human and we have human moments and that is not an excuse. So for him to identify that what he did was wrong, he seems, you know, like he has sympathy about it, remorse about it. He's doing everything that he needs to do. I don't think that that was just for TV. So I just hope that he that he's okay. I hope that he's okay. Let me stop because <laughs> you know I'm the more sensitive one between the two of us, Nicole. I I I will cry at the drop of a dime. And I'm not gonna sit here and stunt and act like I don't feel bad for him, for Will. I feel bad for both of them. Mm -hmm. Chris Rock was humiliated. 
he was emasculated. Everything that you could possibly think of, I'm sure he felt those things. Um, but I'm I'm glad that Will took his time to address this. I'm glad that he didn't do it just to appease everyone. Like, why hasn't Will said anything? He needed to dive deep. He needed to start the work of deep diving, deep diving within himself to identify what went wrong. What went wrong. Why did he feel like it was necessary for him to react that way? Um. So kudos to him for starting that journey. Yeah. Because even when we start the journey for healing and, and wanting to do better, every level that you reach brings a new lesson that should be learned right. or brings a new test that you'll be faced with. Right. So you're right. He is human. We all make mistakes. Um, I just, I would hope and pray that if I am ever in a situation like that where I am humiliated, that I have enough wherewithal to respond the way that Chris did in that moment, you know, to just try to move forward with whatever is happening in that moment, and then to take us <laughs> take a step back, you know what I mean? Um, but neither one of them missed the beat. Neither one of them missed the paychecks. Apparently, Will got a $35 million deal with Apple TV or something like that for a show. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know about that? No. Yeah, you got something in teeth. Um, <laughs> other side, this side. <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, it's still good, but it's crazy. Yeah, I, I want what is best for the both of them. Mm. You know, and... In Chris's time, maybe him and Will can sit down and talk about it, and it doesn't have to be publicized. Like right. that's something that should be ha that should happen behind closed doors. Like but that part know. of that that part of healing for the both of them is not for public consumption. Yeah, because this so. this was a real event that happened in real time in front of everybody. So now you both have to heal privately behind closed doors and right. do the work necessary for you two to. Be able to be because you both are in the same arena, so eventually your your paths may cross again. Right, and then they go. Didn't he go away? Didn't he take him to like Jerusalem? They said he. They said he went <coughs> this whole time he was gone. And I think he was in Dubai. Really? Yeah. Um, with like some princes over there or something. I don't know, but he did. You know, take himself away. Um, away from the public eye, and that that was the right thing to do. Yeah, for both of them. Well, no, because Chris continued to go on tour. His ticket sales, his prices for his ticket went up. Yeah, because you got to For his standpoint, it's like I feel like as a man, you one he was humiliated. He was humiliated, like you said. He's a man, and for a man to get slapped by another man on TV, the Will Smith out of all people, like, Will, and that that's another thing we had hold. To keep going. Yeah, but if you realize, we hold. Or society outside of the world of entertainment. Society holds these actors. They put them on a pedestal as if they can do no wrong. Right? But let's not forget. <laughs> there is a major component in this situation that no one was really talking about. Who, you know, <laughs> played a major part in him responding the way that he was responding yeah so there's onus that can be played 
or that can be placed on both parties here. Um, but I, you know, I wish them well. I wish them happy healing. I wish for, you know, positive breakthroughs. Um, that stuff is not easy. Right. It is not easy. Um, not. And I just hope that when it gets tough, that they keep going. All righty. So we're going to play this next clip. This little girl. Well, at first when I seen her, I got mad. I was like, but then as I listened to her, I was like, it almost kind of makes sense. So we're going to play this clip real quick. I'm going to turn this around for the people that are watching here. Why is my phone doing that? All right. Where am I looking? Wait a moment. Okay, hold on. Let's see what's happening here. All right, there we go. I love black men because of the power dynamic because white women have never had any power over men in their lives. Because obviously all the white men in their lives have always had all the power over them. So white women have whiteness over black men. And obviously to be in any sort of like control feels good, especially when you're used to never being in control. White women feel safe with black men, not only because of the hyper-masculinity that they believe black men exhibit, but because of the whiteness and power they hold over black men. This is why also white women can still be racist and be with black men and be like conservative white women will be like married to a black man and this is why white women love their black sons and hate their black daughters black sons give you access to the patriarchy they give you power whereas black daughters don't white women love black men because of the power dynamic because white women so <laughs> um I'll say this when I when I first listened to her, I was just like, I think your normal reaction is like, what? What is she talking about? What does she mean? But then when I sat there and I not what does she mean? Like she don't know what she's talking about. But when I sat there and I thought about it, I was like, it kind of makes sense when you think about. And this is just my opinion, and you tell me what you think. And y'all too that's watching and on our Facebook Live and Instagram. Um, but I do see Caucasian women, white women in relationships where they are powerless and you often see white women who do not stand up for themselves. Um, they let their husbands or they might even be married. They let these men run over them or tell them what to do like this is what when you can do and how you can do it i make all the money this is how much you can have like i do feel like they are in they may experience powerless interactions and relationships right i do feel like if they get into relationships with a black man i can see where a woman a white woman could want to be with a black man because she feels like she has power over him because this black, she may feel like this black man is not necessarily going to um, diminish her in that way because to her, he's powerless because the world has made us believe that our black men are powerless and you have control over them. So I can see where the points that she's making to say that white women feel like they have power. They it look 
it kind of looks like that. Like when we see these relationships, when we see them, we see this black man hand and foot doing everything for this woman. And, and we'll sit there and we'll be like, why he doing it like that for her? And he's so attentive to her. And how come you can't be like how he's being with her? But then we dive into, is she giving him a hard time? Does she always have an attitude? Is she um, making sure that when he gets home that, you know, he's being taken care of? Or is she complaining about this? Is she doing that? You know what I mean? Like we dive into that kind of conversation. So <clears throat> I can see where she's going. And maybe I'm playing devil's, devil's advocate. But I can see where she's going with that comment. It got deep when she said that this is how white women can be married to a black man and still be racist, be racist enough to hate your black daughter, but love your black son. Because you're looking at this black son because he's giving you power, but you have a black daughter who is going to fight you on that power. That's when it gets real. Mm. I would want a white woman to speak on this. I am not white. Yes. <laughs> so yes. my perspective wouldn't garner or my perspective isn't necessarily in agreement with what this young lady is saying mm -hmm. because that's not my experience. I have I have no clue. Um, but oftentimes you do hear I don't I do not hear the control part of the conversation when you talk about interracial dating or interracial marriages. I don't hear that. Mm -hmm. What we typically hear is from the black man saying what you just said, the no attitude, you know, just not breathing down my neck, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. Um, so maybe for me, it's best to hear the perspectives of other white women to speak on that. And I can't for the life of me think that anyone would verbally say, yeah, she's right. To, and, and possibly put their relationship in jeopardy or possibly right. put themselves in a situation where any black man that sees them speaking like that is automatically turned off because what makes you think I'm going to now come into the situation knowing those the thoughts that you have? Right. You know what I mean? So Yeah. But then you gotta think, where does she get that opinion from? You know, that's what I mean? possibly just so from her. It, it it might be, but I feel like in that in their and I'm gonna say their world, but just like we have our black woman world, there's a white woman world, there's Absolutely. an Indian woman world, there's a mixed woman world. And they and I'm only I don't know like I have white friends. However, I haven't seen that before. I've seen that on documentaries, stories that reveal to you like how someone may have been like um Marilyn Monroe. A lot of the marriages that she got into was with men who were trying to control her. And it wasn't a control of like you know, like, um, I want to go out, but he don't want me to go out. No, it was like, you know, you're not doing this role or you're not doing this and you're not like trying to control her. But they were men of power. So I just I just feel like I can see a man that has a lot of power or sometimes it has a lot to do with their money and things like that. Now they can do treat treat them a certain way, you know. I feel like the black woman, and I'm not speaking for all of the black women, but I do feel like 
we are the woman who eventually will stand up for ourselves and say enough is enough. Mm -hmm. And how we play that out, I'm not sure how it will go because it can go many ways, you know, like on snap. But (laughs) I can see where she she's making some 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 points that could possibly be supported. But we would love to get the perspective of a Caucasian woman. Now, if we take race off of the table Mm -hmm. and we speak about men in power, right? Men who have these high paying jobs who can um, pay the bills and then have a a surplus of money left over to to give you the life that you want without missing a beat, without missing a step in life, right? Without having to worry about where your next paycheck is coming from, without worrying about how you're going to pay, you know, your mortgage, your car insurance, you know, things like that. I can see how when you have that kind of power in your work world, you want to be able to come home and dictate what happens in your life without having someone challenge you. Because right. you're you're constantly challenged in your workplace because you have to make those tough decisions that you get paid to make, mm-hmm. right? Which is a lot of times why people who are in those positions want a stay-at-home wife, someone that just takes care of the house, you know, that they still see as a, you know, a partner, but they control all of the moving pieces really without, you know input or or say or whatever someone that gives you an allowance right you know mm-hmm. things like that so i can see that happening even without it being a diff- a racial dynamic yeah uh yeah i i can see that happening too definitely i just how well we're not gonna, we don't know we can't speak for everybody but i think the 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 comment would be how how often do you see it for African American women? Mm. How often do you think you would see it for Caucasian women? I don't even know, but you know, for us, let's just speak about you and me. Mm. We are a little we're a little bullhead too bullheaded to allow that for that to happen. Right. Um, I think I'm. I think it's safe to say the women that we hang around are a little bullheaded enough to not have that happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But two, you can also spin it like maybe this, whoever the woman is, whether black, white, Asian or whatever, maybe they didn't have like a, a strong father figure in the house. Mm -hmm. So now this, these are the, you're, you are attracting controlling men. Because you never really had someone to show you what the boundaries look like when it comes to dealing with men. Right. You know, so you can spin it a thousand different ways without it being a, without you having to talk about like it being, you know, ha- having a, a, a racial dynamic that plays a part in it. Yeah. Um. So, but to go back to my original statement, I'm not necessarily sure I can agree or disagree with her because that's not my experience. Right. Yeah. So. I get it. All right. Next. Let's see. Was there anything that you can think of off the top of your head? Or you just want to? Mm. Let's do this past the thing. Because <laughs> this, this. You made them live comfortable. 
You pay the preacher's mortgage, his rent, his car note. You buy him his clothing. You shine his shoes. You send his children to the best schools while you struggle. He come give you a so-called blessing plan and you don't know what the plan is. The blessing is he got your money. The plan is to take your money. Go to church, you jump and shout, and no one asks questions. I mean, think of it. You giving these preachers all your money. The Lord don't talk to them until offering time. Look at your church. He don't get in the spirit until the pan is passed around. And when the pan is passed around, you see him. The Lord just spoke to me. He got to get a Honda. The Lord spoke to me and told me there's $5,000 more in the house. And if you want a blessing, 10000 fold, he say give it. And there's some church sucker who come up jerking like they in the spirit. You made them live comfortable. Let me, please, can, do you mind if I, if I start this one off? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so. Oh, what I had an experience at a well-known Baltimore church who at the time, the, the, who the pastor was at that time is not who the pastor is now. Okay. And I went on an Easter Sunday service. And when I tell you this man spent 20 minutes on saying the Lord has said to me that there are 10 people in here who can give $100 right now. Kept, I'm telling you, Nicole, it was 20 minutes. And he did not stop until he got everybody to contribute to get to the amount that he wanted to get to. Then on top of that, it was maybe two or three other times that he did this for something completely separate than what he was asking for that fund, whatever that fund was for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we are now starting to see a surplus of pastors who live lavish lifestyles because of their congregation. While their members are struggling, though, like that is, yeah. I think, the part that no one is really talking about. I think we get so enamored by who this the man of God is. Right. I'm supposed to be your you're supposed to be my shepherd. You are, God is speaking through, now, depending on what your, your faith is and, you know, how much of a supporter of this faith that you, you are, mm-hmm. you are going to believe, if not everything, almost everything that this man says, whoever this pastor may be, right? Until right. you start to question things that might not make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Now, in my Christian walk, I have had some experiences where if I needed help, um, case in point, when my mother passed away, mm-hmm. the church helped support, you know, my family in that time of, you know, transition with my mother. Yeah. Simply because she was, you know, a, a long time member. Yeah. Um, but my pastor at the time, which is why I love that church so much, was not a lavish person. Mm-hmm. He lived a very modest lifestyle. You know, so that's why, you know, I was comfortable being there for so long. But I I cannot and I will not join a mega church. I have a because of that. I have a huge well, not it's not just because of that, but that is one of the reasons why I won't do a mega church. I won't I also won't do a mega church because 
I like to have a a personal relationship with the person that's supposed to be leading me in my walk. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to go through seven different people before I get to you. And I might not even ever get to you. Right. But you're the one that's preaching the word. You're the one who I have a connection. You're the one that's making the connection um, to God, to the Bible, to me and my walk. Right. Request a meeting to speak to the pastor. And again, it ain't even the pastor that you meet with. It's it's one of the deacons, right? The ushers, <laughs> the junior ushers. Oh man! <laughs> you know, it's the pianist. It's somebody other than that pastor. And I know for our generation and the generation after us, uh-huh. there was a mass exodus from the church because of stuff like this. Look at the pastor from New York. The one that got robbed on his live streamed sermon. Oh yeah, you know but that was staged. About, oh, it was staged. Oh. Then I think I sent you the video. But wasn't it one another one that he got robbed? I'm not sure. And they were saying because of what he was trying. But look at this video. Let me show you this. I sent it to Kenny. You sent it. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everybody. This is the Bishop Bishop Whitehead. So I said, I'll walk you into my prayer closet. This is my prayer closet. And uh, one would think that, wow. Look at your closet. Got all my priestly robes and more. Design the coats, you name it, Gucci, Louis. You name it. Fendi, you name it. More coats. And then when you walk into my shoe closet, every designer wear, designer wear for days, for days, for days, for days, for days, for days, for days. But I didn't come on to talk about designer wear. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. That was it? I don't know. I don't. I don't mm. Apparently, he did that robbery scam for insurance money, mm. and that that was the pastor that got mm-hmm. that staged it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, see, I never. So I would. I would love like you. You would love to get a, a white woman's perspective on the. I would love to get a pastor's perspective on this. Um, and maybe that's something we can do in the future with hot topics. The ones where we feel like we can't really, like we have our personal opinion, but just like, hey, we're going to talk about this on a show. I just want your opinion as a pastor. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I might still do it anyway. Just send it and see what they say. But I know that the Bible says certain things about tithing and things like that, right? Because, at the end of, because I feel like at the end of the day, we got to look at it like, I, they say we're giving back. Like I can't go into detail, but you're giving back to God. In our reality, you're giving back to your pastor, who's put supposedly putting it back into the church. And of course, whatever it is that they need in order to keep a keep their selves, you know, going. They're, that's their job, right? Mm-hmm. But you have a lot of pastors who have full time jobs and still pastor. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm not, I don't pay attention to that. I give what I can. 
I'm not about to be forced into feeling like I have to give you $100 just because you are the pastor of my church. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to, like, while I'm sitting in the pew and you keep coming over and assisting Nicole, I know you got that $50 in your purse. And the Lord is going to bless you next week. Like, no, I don't, I can't, I can't be in an atmosphere like that. Like you said, I would rather have a genuine, like, relationship with my pastor. Like, yes, all of these other things are going to fall in line as far as keeping up with, you know, keeping the church up. You know, you're a pastor, you're working. So making sure that you have what you need and all those things. But like you said, if I'm going home and when I go home, my light's out and I just gave you $50 because you said I'm going to be blessed next week. I got to sit without my lights on until next week. Right, when my while, you, come. while you go home to your closet full of Gucci and everything else. Yeah, I don't. I if 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 the person that I'm following is, you know, living lavish, then your members should not be missing a beat. Now they don't have to live lavish. Yeah, but, but they shouldn't feel like they're struggling. With my lights out. Yeah, and, and yeah. you want me to give you everything. Yeah, I can. But I see what you're saying. Like I would like to have a genuine relationship. I don't want to call the church and say, I need to speak to the pastor because I'm having a mental breakdown. I'm about to jump off this bridge. And you say, oh, well, we can pencil you in next week at five o'clock. At my funeral. (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh, if that ever happened, I would be like, Chris, Charmaine, read this note at the funeral, please, and make sure that this (laughs) this particular pastor is here. I think they like mine. Yeah. There's none in mine. You want to sign? And my nose is a little stuffy. I don't have COVID. I took a test yesterday. Okay, good. Because I was around on these black people. Mm-mm, I ain't even worried about COVID no more. I'm worried about monkeypox. With that being said, oh, no, I don't think it's on here. You got the monkeypox one? Um, What is it? New York said, New York Are you pulling governor up? declares monkeypox outbreak a state emergency disaster. You know who else did that? Who? San Francisco. So what is the and DC? So so <laughs> I can't even get it out. So um it can't just be from because then they say it was like a homosexual thing. Yeah, but it's it can't not. just be that anymore. Like monkey pot seems to be caught it in Atlanta. Right. It seems to be going more than COVID now. That's scary. And when you see how these people look, they got it. That's a lot. Like you said over the weekend, that's you can see monkeypox. <laughs> I see these bumps on you. Mm-hmm. COVID, I you know, you just down. We don't see you because you isolated. <laughs> but that is scary. My, this whole monkeypox thing is very, very, very scary. I'm, I'm just like, ready to quarantine is, again. What else is about to happen? Like it's just so let's not ask that. Let's not ask. Look, next week is going to be alien something. Oh. Listen to this grandma. All this different shit coming up. Crime, monkey pox. What the fuck is this? How's she going? This is first of all, this grandma. All this different shit coming up. Crime, monkey pox. What the fuck is this? So I said, ooh. 
What is monkey pox? Does that come from a monkey? Yeah. So this is what they do. Don't look at me funny when I ask that question. I'm about to show you something. Hold on. I saved it. Hold on. Monkey. Hold on. I'm about to show you something. And I don't like Tucker Carlson, but this was on Tucker Carlson's show. Let me find it. Let me find it. Oh, did I unsave it? Damn it. I unsaved it. But Tucker Carlson had someone on his show talking about monkeypox. And what it was, was there was a truck that was transporting monkeys that are supposed to be these government tested monkeys who were flown in from Africa, which is kind of where this everything originates from. The government did it again. So the truck got into an accident. And the monkeys, literally, this is the we were talking out. about this. There were three monkeys that yeah. got out yeah. and got away. Where the monkeys at? Girl, they I don't know if they caught them yet, but if they didn't, clearly this is why monkey pox is just so what happened? Rampant. The monkey the monkey got out and bit a human. Bit a human and they didn't know what was going on. You know how some people just oh look at the cute little monkey. You gonna walk into a monkey outside like just regular? We uh, people don't use common sense, Nicole. You know that we're not gonna go up to. A I didn't monkey. know, so that's gonna be a movie. That's it's already a movie. Remember, remember the movie Outbreak? No, I'm talking about with the monkey. The monkey. It that was the movie Outbreak. Oh, it was monkey. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, see, the the government did it again. Girl. It's gonna be a new movie, though. The 2022 version. Yeah, the monkeys got out. I wouldn't be surprised. The monkeys got out. Okay, let's see. Let let's do. Um, a couple more because no, let's look at this one. <laughs> oh, you're looking for controversy where it doesn't exist. No, this is an 1830s slave cabin that is up on Airbnb as a as a bed and breakfast. How do I know that this is slave quarters other than just using my eyes and looking at it? Well, they say it in the listing. This particular structure, the Panther Burn Cabin, is an 1830s slave cabin from the Panther Burn Plantation. How? this okay in somebody's mind to to rent this out a place where human beings were kept as slaves rent this out as a bed and breakfast here it is that's it right there the slave quarters next to the big house it's in uh, greenville mississippi that's that's the host brad the super host but what really kills me is reviews memorable highly recommend watching the sunset we stayed in the sharecropper cabin and ate in the main house enjoyed everything about our stay the cottage the history the tour the breakfast and all was great we stayed in the cabin and it was historic but elegant a slave cabin is elegant what a delightful place to step into history, Southern hospitality and stay a night or two. Cool spot, way better than a hotel. Maybe you're thinking, okay, maybe this will give people insight on how enslaved people had to live, their living conditions. No, not at all. Clawfoot tub, running water, tile, you know, nice lighting fixtures, water, towels, dresser. The history of slavery in this country is constantly denied, and now it's being mocked by being turned into a luxurious vacation spot. Modern day slavery, it is a for-profit industry that piggybacks off of people who were enslaved. Yeah, and then people who decided to go there, because if you look at the comments and the people that were making it, you can see the little pictures. They were all white people. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So for a white person, I really feel like, or I hate, I do not like saying white. Please, I don't want to lose any friends. However, I feel like a Caucasian person would look at that and be like, oh my gosh, let me go and experience what you went through. Y'all want to be black so bad. (laughs) So I stayed in a slave cabin. Don't tell me that I don't know. Like, okay, I could see that happening. Oh my gosh. Why else would you want to do that? I think I would have a tick to the point where I would. That's like me saying, oh, let me go and get this KKK white thing like Dave Chappelle and pretend that I'm. First of all, put on a thing. Do you know that there's a trend for interracial couples right now in a video that says, um, show me the person that you're, or something about, um, like, show me your boyfriend or something like that. And it's Mm -hmm. like, um, show me whatever, but the the word is massa. Yeah, that was was like a couple months ago. They, so it was young, it's young people, interracial couple, and it's normally the girl that's doing it to the boy. Who is a white and guy? And just show us your master. And then if you pay attention to it, the guys literally are looking like, "Did you just say that?" And they think it's funny. It's just an interesting. It's interesting. If our ancestors could just, they see it. They haunting them people. You know what I mean? Like just, if my grandmother could just get up and just walk this earth right now. Do you know how hurt and devastated and just everything else she would be? Well, I'll say this. Like, I know for (laughs) my family reunion, my grandfather... Y'all look like um, the Medea movie. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) It's not funny. That when I seen the picture and I seen now. I want to say it was my grandfather and my great-grandfather. Maybe my great-great-grandfather as well. Um, sharecropped and on this land and the house that we were at for my family reunion is the house that my family stayed in. They call it the family house. And you know when you share crop, you are tilling the land and whatever you're producing, it's like you're working the land to stay in the house for free. Mm-hmm. But when I was in there, Nicole, it was the most eeriest feeling like my skin was crawling like you could see where there's like um boarded up holes in the floor where people would hide at the sweat box was still out back Mm. the of course there's still you know um there's still crop there but we when when my family was tilling the land, it was cotton. Yeah. So for my generation, and even some of the generations, some of the ones in the generation before me were a little upset, excuse me, that that's where they chose to have our family reunion at. What? Because you don't want to face it? It's not that we don't want to face it, but not everyone's experience there was a pleasant one. So some of them had to relive a very traumatic part of their life. Oh, because some of them lived there. Yeah. Oh. And okay. so... So they should have had y'all stay somewhere else and made that somewhere where y'all could go visit. Well, that is a bed and breakfast, right? So they made this house a bed and breakfast now. 
but my family didn't rent it out for a better breakfast. They rented it for the event space for us to have our stuff there, but they stayed, people stayed at hotels. Um, but it just, you could, I, I literally felt like I was getting 30 lashes when I walked in there. Like it just, it was not a good feeling and it wasn't a feeling like, dang, this is my family's history. This was a, dang, my, what did my family go through to live in this house? But I mean, now I might be playing devil's advocate with you, but I think that that's an experience that's needed. Like, we would never know how that feels. We will never know what, what that looked like. We will never know. I don't care how many shows, movies, stories we hear and see. Never. I don't necessarily know. I, I think I could have done without it. Yeah, that's you. I, you know how I am. I would go. I went, but I, would, I, would, I, I don't. Would go. go ahead. I'm not going back yeah, to go. that particular house. I would go. The, the, the museum that um, Cassandra wanted us to go to, the one that's in D.C., it's supposed to be like a really bad... It is. I cried for hours after yeah. viewing. Like, I want to... Like, I... And not to say that I had, like, this fetish with or anything like that, but we live in a world now where we, we will never experience... Well, I'm not going to say never, because the way that this world is going, who knows what'll happen, but... Right now, we will never experience that. I want to know what they went through. I want to see it. I want to walk where you walk. I want to, like, just be in that space to just, like, this is where it happened. And I'm, you know, like, I'm sorry that this happened. I but think I just want to, I, I would like to see it. I'm with you on that, right? I, I can pseudo-detach when I'm experiencing it from that perspective. Mm -hmm. But when I am somewhere that my family has a personal connection to, and now I'm listening to the stories. Never what happened while they were there. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a different experience. Um, one that can be emotionally on a different level, emotionally taxing because now you have a personal connection to it. Um, but I will tell you, I've been to that museum, and I actually just said yesterday that I was going to take Jamel um, out to D.C. to that museum, but I don't necessarily know if he is mature enough to deal with the civil rights era of that of that museum because they have a replica of, and I, I would not take him into this particular room at all, but they do have a replica of Emmett Till. Emmett Till. Yeah. And when I got into that room, and I saw, and I I saw Emmett Till, you know the the exhibit. Mm. I couldn't picture Emmett Till's face. I pictured my son. Mm. I pictured your boys. I pictured all of our friends' kids. Like, and I think that's what made me break down so much is because that literally could have been any one of our brothers, any one of our uncles. You know what but I mean? But the thing and is, it's... that can be them now. Like, people are still doing insane things. And like you said, you don't think that that's somewhere you would you, you wouldn't want Jamal to look at that, where, like, of course, when my child says, I'm not comfortable, I don't want to go in there. But if my child says, like, if both times, it's like, I'll go in there. Okay, let's go. Because I want you to see this. I want you to see what can happen. Don't be so you know, just naive. naive to how mean this world can be. You know, last night I was watching 
um, something on Netflix about the guy who was posting the people's um, pictures and things on the porn site mm -hmm. without their consent. So when they were finding out, they started trying to go after this guy, but it was hard to go after him until they, they pulled the children's stuff. When they pulled the children's pictures, then they went after him because that, that was considered child, child porn. pornography. But Layla had walked in the room. Now, given, you know, I don't like to have her listening to like cussing and all that other stuff, but she walked in the room and I was going to turn it off. But then, you know, I let her watch a little bit. And she literally was like, Mom, what did they do? I was like, They didn't do anything. I said, Someone found pictures and videos of them and posted it online without them knowing. And you could see the videos of them doing things, even little things like TikTok, but a little more, you know, showing more skin and stuff. And you know, and I told her at seven years old, you know, this is, I know you like to make TikToks. I know you like to like make your little videos and things, but you got to be careful about what you're making, how you're shaking your little body and things like that, because someone can easily screenshot it and send it somewhere and it'd be somewhere that you don't want it to be. And, you know, she was really looking at me like, I didn't know they did that. I don't want them to be naive to how mean and cruel this world can be. So if it's anything that me and Terrence, you know, are capable of showing them at the ages that they are now, because they're young black men, young black women. My sons don't, them being treated a certain way does not have an age on it. Absolutely. So I personally don't mind them seeing certain certain things it's just unfortunate that this is how we have to we talk have about to it. do it we gotta yeah. have these conversations about how to talk to the police yeah you know watch it in this type of environment and don't do this and don't do that these are different kind of conversations that we're yeah. having with our children and now granted i'm you know jamel and aiden are the same age yeah. and their personalities are you know similar to one another mm -hmm. um so <laughs> We're, ha we're having, like, the same conversations. I think we watched... Um, you pounced on that. I did. Um, we watched the Emmett Till special on Hulu. And at first, I didn't want Jamel to see it. But then yeah. I was like, you know what? I had to talk with him first because I wanted to gauge his mental capacity to understand what was happening mm -hmm. in, in the show. Um, so I let him watch it, but then I let him sleep with me because I didn't want him to be like freaked out. And we talked about it like after we watched it, watched it, whatever. He only slept with me for one night, and you know, he then he went back to his room. But it maybe <laughs> I don't know. I again, this would be have to be something that I have to ask him about. Um, what? I'm not gonna just like take him and be like, look, we're gonna go, just where we going. yeah. <laughs> If I wouldn't do, do that. It, let me know. Because we can take all of them. I know Cassandra we was supposed to go with you. And we can still go. But if we take the children, the boys, I don't know about Layla, because she'll be like, <laughs> and I can see her being like, what the fuck, mom? <laughs> I told Jamel I was going to take off one day during the week yeah. when he get back. I was going to do like a Wednesday. Yeah, let me know. And I do mean, it. Just take I a day take, out I there. Would, I would take them. I would take them. Okay, so, well, yeah. let's do it. But guys, it's getting late. Um, it's almost eight thirty. We did. Did oh, you? Lord. Was it any of the ones that you wanted to do? I know we were slightly talking about this. This happened this weekend with us splitting our bills. Who did that? We all split the bill. You weren't there this weekend. No. Your friends say just split the bill. Yeah, but no. 
not one person ordered something that wasn't equivalent to what everybody else was ordering. Okay, so let's all right. So we're gonna talk about this real quick, and then we're gonna get out of here. So you gonna bring it up? And I don't know. Maybe we can go live. Or you gonna go live real quick? We might can catch somebody on here. Yeah, just pull pull the thing up again, and then I'll just go live from my my page. Mm -hmm. ah. mm -hmm. Stop it. Stop it. I, I, I cracked myself up. Yes, you do. You, you are hilarious. <laughs> Bree said it best. She's like, you think everything funny? I sure do because I might die tomorrow and it ain't going to be funny. Girl, shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> retarded. Oh man, I'm trying to find a girl. If you don't push the thing, there we go. <laughs> okay. All right, hold on. I gotta find the live thing now. Uh, All righty. Where is it? We're gonna do one more. Scroll down. Like over. Oh, down the bottom. There we. Go. You didn't do it yet. Go back. You didn't. There we are. There you are. <laughs> All right. So let's read this real quick and then no, I don't. Then we're we're out of here. Okay. So Dot, you ready? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, why while we're talking, we'll get let you get some viewers first to, to get on. So let's let's look at another one real quick. That's like a this one. <laughs> get out my car. Whatever. Just get out my car. Just make sure you give me my fucking confirmation number. Where, what? Where Ain't no confirmation number. What you mean? Ain't no confirmation number. I'm catching your plate. I'm catching your plate. Buy your own ticket. You make sure you want them cheeks. Nah. Get your bag. I ain't even need your bag. Here, your bag right here. I came here with nothing. Are you serious? Cool. Go. I'm very serious. You mean you want to give me no cheeks? Nigga, you're lame as fuck. So now it's a couple men on here, so we can ask them about this too. Okay, let's play it again so they can hear it. They, you want to turn around so they can see it? Give us your opinion real quick, because I was about to say, like, what the she? Get whatever, out my car. Whatever. Just Get out my me, car. Just make sure you give me my fucking confirmation number. Where, what? Where? Ain't no confirmation number. What you mean? Ain't no confirmation number. I'm catching the plate. I'm catching your plate. Buy your own ticket. You make sure you want the cheeks? Nah. Yeah. Get your bag. I ain't even need your bag. Here, your bag right here. I came here with nothing. Are you serious? Cool. Go. I'm serious. And the sites that post them be run, be run by palm colored. <laughs> well, let's just talk about it because there are women who do do this. There are women who get flown out from wherever they're coming from, flued, flued, whatever. And my thing is, what did you think was going to happen? Like, why do you think you're getting flown out? Is my well, personality not enough? <laughs> You you got flew out to 
Do you buy because of your personality? I don't care. I feel like if you're getting flewed out, you should already know something is going to go down. I like that's just how I feel. I don't care. I, maybe, maybe I'm starting something or whatever. No, I, I, I agree with you. But when you assume, we you know what happens. I would ask before you flew me out. But what, he, what, he, what, what do you want from me, it, Mark? Know. Even if this was a fake video, <laughs> he said we was flirting and stuff in the text. Now you want to get here and act all brand new. Oh well, see that's what I'm saying. So if that's what she led with. See, and then you'll have the woman that says, just because I flirted with you does not mean that I am going to have sex with you. Then but why, stop flirting. Why go on a trip? <laughs> then then you go ahead, grandma pop back up and say, stop wearing all them over sex sexual clothes. <laughs> but one, <laughs> one, I think it also can be how the conversation transpires too, because you can it, it first of all, it looked like they just got she just got there. Mm-hmm. And he was taking her ass back to the airport, and he canceled her flight. Right. So if the why wouldn't you just let it happen naturally? Like why is that the first conversation that you bring up? <laughs> they get flewed out to do. Mark that. said, "I don't know any it. woman who would do this." <laughs> I don't. If either. this were real, both of them stupid for not putting their expectations up front. See? Exactly. Uh, they get flewed. They get flewed out to Dubai to be. To be poor, oh Lord, <laughs> poor the potties. To be poor the potties. Lord, like I just feel like you gotta really, like you said, have conversations. And I don't know, maybe we're just so not we, but people are just so juvenile that they don't believe in speaking about things anymore. Or women are just like, oh girl, he fly me out. I think that's, that's what it is. I, I think hug. there is a glory. I think that has been glorified now. I think that men, I'm so sorry that y'all have to go through stuff like this where you got to, you know, pay and do all these lavish things for, you know, women in order for the woman to give you anything. And that doesn't mean just, you know, sex. That could be getting you a cup of coffee. It could be buying a meal. It could be sending you a good morning text. You know, it doesn't matter what it is, but there has been this emphasis that's been placed on, well, you the man, what can you do for me? You fly me and my girlfriend's out. If you're not, like the post that I saw, there was a post that I saw where the guy, like the girl, it was her birthday. Her boyfriend came and he said, it's 18 other people here. She got mad because he didn't pay for everyone's food. Everybody yeah. at that table, including her and his. I said his responsibility for his girlfriend's birthday was him, him. and her. Right. He did not have a responsibility to everybody else at that goddamn table. No. Like, and her- that's so, like now you're just showing the love. Now, this is why women sit up here and wonder, and men too, because I'm pretty sure there are women that are flying men out. And when the men get there and the men don't want to sleep with them, we just don't hear about it. Then it's like, you know, oh my what God. man is turning down huh? what, what what man is really going to turn down some cootie cat? You never know. I was telling Terrence earlier today, you know, men need to know their um their value, their yes. worth. <laughs> That's because I agree, but most men they leave do, with, but you see how I laugh, they don't want to talk about their most worth. men leave leave with their Wee wees, they do. 
but there are there are there are a few, I'm sure, who are going through the same thing where they getting flown out and they getting flown out. You would you fly a man out and spend all that money on him? Oh, we're hold on. One thing I'm not going to do is fly somebody out that I'm just talking to. That's not I happening. I didn't even finish the sentence. No, because you knew what you I was got, going. I'm not, <laughs> if we just talking and it ain't shit exclusive over here between you and me, I'm not flying your ass out. No, and I'm not expecting for you to fly me out either. If we are getting to the point where we are flying each other out, then you know that there's some seriousness between the two of us. I think people are just um, very impulsive. Yeah, like there's this front that oh I I have to have a whole bunch of money. Now money does make the world go round and it makes life a lot easier, but nah, we need to talk about it's it's cool to fly me out, but can I enjoy you on this trip? What who was the lady, the girl that she the guy flew her out and she said her experience was horrible, like he had her in this rundown hotel. Do you remember? And she she recorded the whole thing and she was so upset when she got back. And she told her son, and her son was just like, what? I forgot who it was. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, 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 thing. yeah. She's an actress. Yes. Yeah. She was so upset. But um, Someone said she thought he was spending because he bought the flight. Then he probably don't got it like that. Or was like, we fucking first. And she, <laughs> she ain't getting shit. But must not have been good communicating or conversation. Yeah, I don't think it was good communication or conversation. It looked like it it was leading the sex part was leading the conversation. I think he took their conversation via text and turned to real time when she got in the car and was like, "Oh, what that mouth do now?" Well, you, you know what I mean. Like it just, I think it, it right. turned and she into sat something up there like that. And did all that she did, and and then she's sitting there with the dumb look, like, "Oh gosh, yeah." And he canceled her flight. Yeah, because she yeah. said, give me the confirmation number. He, he said, what said, confirmation number? I canceled your flight. Oh, my God. But I, she's, She commented and said, I can pay for my own flight. But when he said I canceled it, she was Pit. Lord. Yeah. But, nah, for me, <laughs> That is so funny. No. All right, so this is our last um, question for tonight. Did you want to read it? Um, daughter is a 23-year-old law student, goes to dinner with friends. She orders an appetizer and one drink, totaling $22. Um, friend, with her friend, who is an older employed um, individual, orders an entree, wine, and dessert. Um, end of the meal, the friend says, let's just split it. Daughter's new total is $84. What is the right response? Do you split this bill or do you, what you do pay you for your own stuff? How does this go? I'll give you my perspective on this. Um, if I am the older employed person and I know my friend is a college student and it's only $22, please just let me just pay, pay for this. I, I'm going to take care of the bill. Um, I know eventually you'll have me if the time ever comes, you know, to it. But I, your bill is that looks like monkeypox. Your bill is not about to go up a whole sixty sixty four dollars 
because I decided to be greedy and order based <laughs> off of my pocket. <laughs> and now I'm forcing you to to kick okay. out an well, extra sixty dollars. Ain't no forcing one. But two, I think that one, she like it's so it's so much to that to that post. She's a college student, so we already know, or in school, so we already know she don't really have, you know, probably don't really have the coins like that. However, we we are always in group settings where we split the bill. But we all, like you said, have a good portion. We're splitting the bill nine times out of ten works out for us. <laughs> yeah. Our bills be pretty high. However, <laughs> if it was me and I showed up and I know that I only had my bill was only let's say $50, but if I was to split it, it ended up being 200 I'm not going to split the bill. I'm going to say, guys, <laughs> I'm not paying 200 if mine is 50 Now, if I was sitting here taking 10 shots and Oh, I had a meal and everything else. Then I wouldn't mind doing that. So I, I agree, think, Mark. I think that if you have <laughs> good, and we gotta, you gotta read it. But if we, I think that your relationship with your friends and things like that, we all know, like, don't make somebody pay double what they would have paid. Depend, you know, for what they, what yeah, they that's brought. What, that's, that's just rude to me. That's what I said, and this is just my thinking. But if I know my friend is a college student, like how I am now, I'm a college student. Grad school is pretty expensive. But if if I know my friend is in, is in college, and let's just talk about undergrad. Typically in undergrad, you're, you're pretty strict for undergrad. But one, I'm going to be like, okay, well, where are you comfortable going? And I'm going to be mindful of kind of like what I order. And I might even eat, order something to go. But at bare minimum, I'm going to take care of the bill. But also, it's, $22, it's $22. Yeah, it was $22. That's one thing. But also, if you're being invited out, grad student, undergrad student, whoever, human being, if it's not in your budget, this is something I think we have a problem with. And I am one where we need to learn how to stick to our budget. We need to learn how to stick to, we need to learn how to say, no, I can't go this time. Or it's not in my budget. I'm not afraid to say, hey, my coins ain't looking right right now. I can't. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, when it's time to buy that car, buy that house, or whatever it is that you're planning to do, these group of friends might not necessarily got you when it comes down for you to make that down payment or put that deposit in. So I think that we need to have, be accountable to say, hey, I can't. And even if you do decide to go, Guys, I'm going to keep get my check separate from you guys. And it should be okay. If everyone has a problem with you doing your check separately, then maybe you don't need to be out with those friends. That's what Mark said. Mark said, if she sets you up like that, that's not your friend. Um, right. Yeah, I, I think it was petty. Um, I think that situation could have been handled a lot differently for any one of my friends on any given day. Urban Roast. And then the day that we had when when we were down Fells Point and not Fells Point, Canton Square, mm. and he was like, "This is my treat." Mm. You give and take with your friends. Yeah. You you pour into people the same way that they pour into you, and in cases like this, you don't have to worry about that being an issue. You don't have to worry about me saying, "Oh, I ordered something worth a hundred dollars. You ordered something worth." 
20 bucks but now I'm making now I'm telling you oh let's just split yeah. the bill because then you gotta look at it like I'm gonna cut you off but then it makes you look at your your friend as to say if when when you just said it like that oh, if shit. if I know you're good if I know that your bill was twenty dollars but I know that my bill was 150 it kind of makes you look at your friend and be like why you want to split the bill if you know yours was higher? Yeah, and it's a significant amount. It's not like <laughs> it's not like mine is twenty and yours is thirty five. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, that's that's dead. Yeah. That's dead. Yeah, but I feel like it. it, it and these are kind of the, these are the kind of encounters that really show you who your friends are. Who your friends are because ain't no way in the world I would never do that. If if it don't make sense, no. Or at the end of the day, you gotta speak up for yourself. Hey. <laughs> I only had this drink and this appetizer. I'm not splitting the bill with you guys. Waiter, can you? Yeah, and if, if you're uncomfortable, like if it's a group setting and you're uncomfortable, just talk to the person who orchestrated everybody who getting together. Right. Yeah, and, you know, have a side conversation and say, hey, listen, my money is tight right now under XYZ circumstances. Are you comfortable with me just sending you what I got? Now, your, your friend, quote unquote friend, it's up to them to say, yeah, that's cool. Or it's up to them to make it a bigger deal than what it has to be. Right. I'm seeing so many situations where people are getting mad about splitting bills when they ordered something way less than what, like they ordered within their budget. Right. But everyone else, like one, don't count the by pocket. You don't know what people got going on that they're not telling you about. Two, don't assume that everybody is okay with splitting it. Now, if it's something for like a special occasion, you know, something like that, that's or different. it's a lot of people going, that's completely different. But yeah. if it's just me and one or two of my girlfriends that are getting together, there's been plenty and of we times already where know. we plan this stuff out. Yeah, we, know. we say, hey, we looking at the menu. We say, hey, we're going to La Vie. <laughs> this is how much it is a minimum, and I know it's hard to say. I, I don't want to go or I can't go. My budget isn't allowing me to go right now. That's okay. Stick to what it is because at the end of the day, like you you have to do what's good, what's comfortable and all that for you. But you know ahead of time if you can or if you can't. Yeah, but you know what? On To your point, though, like if it's one thing I know we, we don't do is depending on who the person is, just because you tell me, hey, I can't. I, can, I don't have the money for this right now. We definitely not about to let you sit it out, especially if it's for somebody's birthday. We'll do it and say, you know, just give it back to me whenever you can. You know, no big deal. Right. Just no pressure. I, I want you there because you are my friend. Yeah. And I think that is what is important. Mm -hmm. um, but Mark said what's crazy is uh, the people who run up the bill act like uh, the other person is broke because they don't want to pay with other people food you asking them to pay for you it that's literally what it is maybe maybe you ordered outside of your, your budget, budget and you want to just split it because you don't have it right now there's another conversation that you need to have with your friend hey listen i wasn't expecting for this to be this amount of money but like you said we we already know where we're going before we get there yeah everyone is agreeing like, on and it. then talk about it. i think if you have those relationships with your friends talk about it like hey like, or when you all leave the establishment, y'all all split it, but somebody don't give you the full amount. Like, don't just, you know uh, you didn't send the full amount. Saturday. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> Let's have a conversation about it. Don't just not tell me 
just send me something and then not say, hey, I only sent this because of this. Like, have a come, everybody, like you said, everybody's going through something. Things are happening. We all need that mental break where we all just spend some time with our friends, our loved ones, or whatever. We get it. And the way that you and I are, if, you, if I got it, I know your situation. I got you this time. Just pay me back when you can. Or, or... You you the next time it's on you. Yeah. Or we'll spend time and do something together in a, another setting. That's, that's conducive it. to your budget. Right. So yeah. or we can just stay in the house and, and turn up. Right. <laughs> Which is what we like to do anyway. Yes. I know <laughs> after this weekend, and not to say that we spent a whole month, like we did good this weekend as far as splitting the bills and stuff like that, because mm-hmm. we ran those bills up. However, I was I know, expecting uh, Sunday. I was expecting Sunday higher. to be yeah. Right. Oh. Then Saturday. But um yeah, I know at the I don't weekend, think they do either, Mark. They definitely what? don't have these issues. Real friends don't, don't have those issues because yeah. they talk. Yeah, you like, talk. And then they're not judgmental. Yeah. It's like I get it, I understand. I think that's what the problem is, is that people are so judgmental. I don't want to have to deal with I'm I'm already having to live within a budget. Now you're judging me for have to, having to live within Never. that budget. I pu- public announcement. My husband told me today, Nicole. After this weekend, you we got a budget, and I said okay. Like I get it that we we got things we're trying to do. There are plans and stuff like that. So I'm on a budget. What's the budget, girl? I don't know. <laughs> he know ain't no budget when it come to us. So. It's a it's budget. like no, I'm just joking. I'm, it's, it's a, a budget. Real big, no, it's a budget, and I. But I appreciate. No, what you that. said? So I'm on the budget I'm, too. Yeah. So, but so now when things come up, either we plan for it. Mm-hmm. Can we do it? Can we not? Like, how are we going to work this night? These are real conversations that you're having, and then whoever the friends are, or whatever, you just guys, you know, hey, this understand. But we're adults, one, and I think this these conversations are happening with <laughs> younger people. Um, or th- not these conversations, these situations are happening with younger people. We are in a time of our lives where there are things that we are trying to accomplish. Mm. And if one hasn't accomplished it yet, or if one has accomplished it yet, and then someone else is following, um, you know, with trying to do something, then um, they understand because they've already walked down that road. Purchasing a home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you said, buying a new car or just regular life. Yeah, I was gonna say just something random that happens. Um the sadness is that I don't know. What do you mean what you do don't mean? know? Yeah. What, what do you mean, Mark? What does that mean? Um, no, I, I keep calling this man Mark, and that says angry man RX. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh man! All right. Well, why we we gonna keep going on Instagram real quick? up, but for our um, live stream that's happening right now, we gotta go. Um, we I don't know if we're linking up next week or not, but um, you guys will see the. Oh, we are. We the submissive show is next week. We definitely gotta get this out early because I'm seeing a lot and hearing a lot about this submissive talk. Um, but yeah, so join us <laughs> next week at seven. Um, we're going to bring Cassandra back on so we can have this conversation and talk about submissive, submissive women and men, and what does that really look like? We need to post that now because yes, they're we're going, going to, to post be... it now so we can get all the, the input we can get. 
But we will see you guys next week. Again, you can find us on Apple and Spotify and like us on YouTube so we can start posting on YouTube as well. Don't forget to submit these children's names for the raffle for their book bags. And ladies, get your tickets so we can go to Black Swan and I can get some chocolate-covered um, Oreos. Deep-fried Oreos? Deep-fried Oreos. That's all I want. I'm going to Uber to Black Swan. I haven't had a... You're going to Uber to... That's not in your budget. Damn. All right. He said the sadness... Good night. The sadness in that, I don't know. <laughs>